0: This is Tassie. And this is Bill. And we're back with episode seven of Love Birds, the podcast. We went on my fifth birding outing yesterday and we went to Forest Park, which is the largest park in St. Louis. People are quite proud of it. It is nice. It's set up into nice habitats, both for plants and animals, especially bird species. And we saw 28 species there and it was my first afternoon birding outing.
1: In my birding, I've always wanted to go out into the morning And especially the early morning, it can be very good. But then I always do need to tell myself that uh, the birds don't all disappear in the afternoon. They're still there. And sometimes, I guess, depending on the weather, they might be less active. I've heard more in midday.
0: Yeah, we were more towards like three o'clock and it had been rainy and it was sort of another grayish day. We did not seem to be impaired at all. Mm -mm. Do we have any updates from the backyard?
1: The dark-eyed juncos
0: which are cute little winter birds
1: are gone they in the past week or two have dwindled down from there being six to eight in the backyard every single day to zero now so they've gone back to canada for the summer where they will breed
0: and speaking of canada i feel like there have been tons of white-throated sparrows singing
1: so another species that is in our backyard um is the white-throated sparrow, the oh sweet Canada, Canada, Canada bird. Mm -hmm. They also seem to be preparing to leave and go back to Canada, but they still remain, or at least a pair in our backyard.
0: We did have a listener write in and ask us to talk about hummingbirds. And I don't think we've seen any, but I wanted to include this in the backyard segment.
1: Some of my bird nerd websites across Missouri have reported that in the past week they have seen their first hummingbirds, but I think that people have only seen the Vanguard hummingbird. Mm -hmm. I believe they're all males at this point. The males come first. These are only sort of single birds, and they're just sort of the front of the charge of the hummingbirds. And so I do think in the next few weeks, people are going to start seeing quite a few more of them.
0: But if someone wants to attract hummingbirds, what can they do?
1: Do. You want to attract them to your yard. It's as simple as putting up a hummingbird feeder, mm-hmm. keeping it clean.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's sugar water, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's in a hummingbird. It feeder. doesn't
1: have to be red, which I think is a common myth. Although, if it is red, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. They're not discouraged by red food coloring.
0: And I've seen you both make the solution with the powder and buy the solution in a jug.
1: Buying the solution in the jug is the lazy man's way to do it.
0: All that to say that hopefully in the next few weeks we'll see a few hummingbirds and start to talk about them a little bit. So the first common bird we saw was a blue jay.
1: Blue jay. Mm-hmm.
0: They're the, they're the police.
1: Cyanocita cristata.
0: Which it's interesting. I read in my book that there's not actually blue pigment in their wings. It's just how the sun catches them and reflects.
1: I knew you were going to bring this up just because I think this is funny cuz i get it and on the other hand if it appears blue and why is it just not blue
0: but i mean it's a trick of the light rather than like your shirt is blue because your shirt has blue pigment
1: mm-hmm. not
0: because your shirt is iridescent somehow right and reflects everything back
1: but the blue but apparently this is true for all blue birds
0: oh that's interesting Because it's not easy to make that pigment?
1: Indigo bunting is the same way. Hmm. That actually, I have more experience in having taken pictures of indigo buntings that are in bad light and they will appear black or very dark, charcoal. And I guess that's because there's no light To to reflect.
0: But back to the blue jay, they are 12 inches long. They are monomorphic.
1: And they are obviously one of the North American birds that people are familiar with. Mm
0: -hmm. There's a baseball team named after them. Because
1: of the Toronto blue jays has a lot to do with it. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it is just a spectacular Mm -hmm. bird. It
0: is bright blue. Like we're going to talk about another couple of birds today that are sort of blackish blue or grayish blue. But this guy is just like...
1: But also a intricate design Mm -hmm. of blues and white and gray and black. Mm-hmm. But for people like me who have grown up with them and grown up with the Toronto Blue Jays, it's just, I'm so used to them.
0: They really are very interesting. So to describe them, they have a moderately long beak. They have a blue crown with a crest that raises at will. They have black eye markings with an eye line. And then they have a black necklace. And then they have a white to gray chest to belly. And then bright blue wings. They have white wing bars and black spots on their wings and their tails.
1: I always refer to them as the police officers of birding habitats so for example at the park up the street there are many many blue jays and they are gregarious loud birds and they're very confident in a very police kind of way and they are dressed in their blue uniform Mm -hmm. like the police. They can be jerks and in your face. Like the police. Like some police. <laughs> and they can also be extremely helpful helpful and useful in their aggression towards predators. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, warning all of the other little birds. So they provide this safety service, like the police, to the other birds. So when you are out birding and you hear the sound of eight blue jays just going... you can be pretty sure that there is a predator of some kind, often another bird, so a hawk or an owl, Mm
0: -hmm. But then sometimes <clears throat> they will scream like a hawk to get their way and to chase away little birds.
1: They're bright. They are corvids, <laughs> like crows and ravens and jays and magpies.
0: Corvids are very, very smart birds in general.
1: I feel like I maybe I've already told this story, but one of the blue jays that comes to the feeder in the backyard, before he gets to the feeder, they do a pretty good imitation of a Cooper's hawk call. As a reminder, Cooper's hawk being the kind of hawk that eats songbirds. Mm-hmm. The blue jay does the Cooper's hawk song, the little birds fly away, and then the blue jay just sort it's
0: of, nom, 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 for
1: nom. convenience sake, has mm-hmm. the feeder all to itself. Mm-hmm.
0: Like a cop at a donut shop. Bill doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> I don't think you're the only one who thinks of them as the police because my little Birds of Missouri field guide had, it was called the Alarm of the Forest. So do we have anything else to say about the blue jay?
1: We will put a link to a website mm-hmm. that we enjoy yep. called Leslie the Bird Nerd.
0: Mm-hmm. And she is a woman in Canada.
1: In uh, Newfoundland mm-hmm. who has befriended many jays, blue jays. Mm-hmm.
0: Like they come and get peanuts out of her hand.
1: Well, and she's also learned to tell all the individuals apart mm-hmm. at a glance. Mm-hmm. The main couple is blue and sweet girl. Mm-hmm. So if that sounds up your alley, check out Leslie, the bird nerd.
0: Yes. So to go on to the second common bird that we saw, the ruby crowned kinglet. And so this is a very small bird, especially compared to the blue jay. It is four inches long. It is a bird that we see during migration. So it's here just kind of passing through. It's an interesting little bird. Its name comes from a combination of king because it has a crown, which we'll get to in a second, and let because it's small. They are largely greenish gray. They have two white wing bars. Some, I feel like they're little patches of yellow in the wings and the tails, but maybe it's more of a yellowish green. They have a white eye ring. And then the cool thing is that they have this little hidden crown that's rubyish when they're not ticked off or being aggressive you can just see a little dot of it on the males but when they are they puff it up a little bit and it's much easier to see
1: yeah when the male is excited Mm -hmm. i think it can be positive or negative excitement he will show his ruby crown So these birds are just adorable. They're really cute. And they're very friendly in the sense that they're definitely flitty. They move quickly. It's very hard to get a picture of one.
0: Where are they looking for insects?
1: They are looking for insects. But at the same time, they're not flitty regarding me. Mm -hmm. So they're not super afraid of me. So they will let you get fairly close to them.
0: And we did mention that the males have the ruby crowns, females don't, so they are slightly dimorphic Dimorphic. in that way. Not dysmorphic like a yellowed thick toenail. Sorry, I know, I know.
1: Ruby crowned kinglet, Regulus calendula. Mm
0: I also have, it has a pendulous sack nest. So sort of like a hummingbird nest.
1: Well, that's interesting because I have no idea because they don't nest here. So I never, I've oh, never seen one.
0: Okay. But it said it in my books.
1: So mm-hmm. Well, no, that. it's a cool.
0: A cool little fact. Cool fact. And I think that's it about the ruby crowned. There is a golden crown kinglet, mm-hmm. which has a nearly always visible golden part of its crown and then has a little ruby-ish inside it. Mm-hmm. So it would be understandable to make a mistake between those two, I think okay going to our exciting spotting the first one there is the belted kingfisher which i was exciting to see because i think this guy is really dramatic
1: oh yeah this is a super cool bird
0: so the belted kingfisher is 13 inches long so a little bit bigger even than the blue jay and this is this the biggest bird we've talked about so far the coot is 13 to 16 inches so this guy is guys, almost as big as a water bird because isn't he kind of a shorebird
1: Well, remember we were looking up the bird taxonomy and Mm -hmm. the kingfishers are their own family. Oh, okay. Well, maybe family isn't the right word.
0: But they're their own group. Yeah. I have that they hang out in trees near water Mm -hmm. and that they're here in Missouri all year round.
1: That's correct. Mm
0: so to talk about how they look they have a long thick black bill they have a little white spot right in front of their eye and then they have a black sort of cap and face and then a ragged black crest which they raise and lower and it really does look like a punky mohawk
1: oh yeah they're awesome looking
0: yeah and then the lower half of their head is white they have a broad breast band that is black and then their belly is white and their wing and back are sort of a bluish black and then they have black wing tips and then a tail that's sort of black and blue
1: Mm-hmm. They just seem very amped up when you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, They're constantly flying between branches that overlook water and they will also, and I've had the privilege of watching them do this, they will hover out over the water when they're ready to feed and mm-hmm. then they will dive head first, completely submerge into the water. Wow, as a Ho- fisher. Hopefully come out with a fish. In their beak? It is in their beak. Okay
0: they are dimorphic so the one i just described was the male and actually in this case the female is a little more colorful so she has a rusty breast band under the black breast band and she also has rusty flanks
1: very unusual it's really the opposite of how most of the species go
0: Mm -hmm. i have that they have a machine gun like call Mm -hmm. can you approximate it
1: it's kind of like
0: yeah That works.
1: That was okay. We might link
0: to it too. I also have that they regurgitate bones. They're not capable of digesting them, so they cough up pellets.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes. And then also I have that they will catch fish, but then they'll, I guess, kill them and drop them back for their kids to teach their kids how to fish.
1: Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. This
0: guy was cool. We were walking over an elongated lake in Forest Park with this bridge that curved under a sort of spindly tree, and so it was the perfect place for him to hang out and look for fish. hmm Do you have anything else about the Belted Kingfisher?
1: Nope.
0: Should we talk about our birding adventures? So that I've seen two birds now poop through binoculars. (laughs) Because, so one of them was a robin, it ended up being, but he was very puffed up. So it was like a borb. And so I thought he was something different. And so I was looking, but I guess he was kind of puffed up because he was trying to poop. So then I'm watching this puffed up bird that's backlit poop. And then I waited for him to calm down and then he was a robin and it was very <laughs> disappointing. That. So until that time, to watch a robin poop. And then I also saw, wasn't it a Carolina Wren? I saw poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a fact of birding life, apparently.
1: Well, you said you felt the robin was trying to poop and I don't believe that either of them have any control over it.
0: Well, that's But why was he puffed up? <laughs>
1: it was chilly, maybe?
0: He he had other stuff going on, and then it just leaked out. Because I was looking at him because he was puffed up, and then he pooped. I just wanted there to be some connection. (laughs) How many birds have you seen poop through binoculars?
1: Not that many, I guess. (laughs) I haven't had the privilege.
0: I feel like Bill treats birds with some reverence. You know, he has respect for them and is nice to them, and I'm more colloquial with birds. So when I see a Robin, I'll say, hey, Rob. (sighs) what's up rob and then <laughs> i was singing a little bit to the we're seeing more yellow rump warblers now and there was one that i was watching through which i was seeing its other distinctive yellow markings but i wanted to see its yellow rump and so i was singing it a little rap song which was let me see your butter butt let me see you your butter, butter butt. butt and then eventually it did so i really think it was listening to me mm-hmm. and felt validated by my rapping at it but that's something bill would never do <laughs> so I asked him if I cramp his style, and he says no. Oh. He says that it is fun to bird with me, mm-hmm. but we'll see if that continues. To continue on, the blue-green gnat catcher is where mm-hmm. we got the title of this episode, which is Natty Light.
1: Natty Light.
0: Natty Light, because it's the gnat catcher, and it's a small bird, so it's light. So this guy is just here for the summer? That's right. Okay, and so
1: just got back.
0: Just got back, four to five inches in length.
1: Polyoptila cerulea
0: okay then this one also i guess wouldn't have any blue pigment in its feathers
1: that's a great question because it is it like its name it is very blue gray mm-hmm. so this is certainly not it's not the bright blue as brilliant as a blue jay or mm-hmm. an indigo bunting
0: mm-hmm. I used the slate color when I colored it in my little journal. Very good. Yes, it is overall blue-toned. It has a blue head.
1: I would say it's overall gray-toned.
0: Okay, so blue-gray-toned. Okay. On its head, its back, its wings, and then it has blackish tail and sort of edges of its wings. It has a white eye ring and sort of this little like eyebrow, or am I wrong?
1: it absolutely does and our bird friend Kevin has been trying for a long time now to get a picture of one where if you get it at the right angle it will really look like it is very angry at you yeah
0: my my drawing kind of made it look angry mm-hmm. but it was not the impression i got of the bird no <coughs>
1: that's true they seem pretty cheerful
0: mm-hmm. it hangs out way up in trees from what i was seeing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i have that it has a thin wheezy noted song it does like spee zoo Was how it
1: was. Very good. <laughs> they don't eat gnats. They eat other, they eat insects, but, but apparently not not gnats. I forget where I read that, but gnats are not a major part of its diet.
0: Interesting.
1: It should just be the blue-gray bug catcher.
0: But then we couldn't call this the Natty Light episode.
1: That's true. That's why they changed it. Mm -hmm. But the Ruby Crown Kinglet Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the Grey Nat Catcher are... They
0: flit around quite a bit. Are
1: very cute little flitters.
0: Liberty gibbets.
1: They both have nice eye rings. They flit and they're tiny and they're cute.
0: Anything else to say? Nope okay thursday is our weekly data post just a reminder that we're now available on apple podcast on google podcast we have applied to spotify i haven't found us there yet but i'm looking we have a twitter page which is at lovebirds underscore pod bill has an instagram at song and he is also on flickr song bill oh we have an email if you want to contact us there we do read our emails and our questions when we try to respond to them. So our email is podcastlovebirds at gmail.com. Tell your friends. We love to hear from you, and we're excited to keep this going. Thanks. This is Tassie signing off.
1: This is Bill signing off. Bye. Bye.